Hello and welcome back to Season 2 of the Women's National League Podcast. Aaron Clark here once again and we are only days away from the new Women's National League season. Coming up on tonight's show, we have another packed episode for you as we will hear from no fewer than five different guests. Coming up first, we will be joined by P-Man United's Neary Burke who will discuss returning to football after a short break away. She will also tell us about her passion for nutrition. Also joining us tonight is a girl who has a very busy week ahead as she will captain both UCC in the Kelly Cup and Cork City women this season. Kieran McNamara drops by to talk about both the Kelly Cup and the start of the Women's National League. We'll also be joined by Galway's Ashlyn Meany who will discuss life under Billy Cleary as he's about to get a second season underway as Galway manager. She will also discuss being capped for Ireland against Portugal in the recent international friendlies. Limerick FC goalkeeper Trish Fanny will also be dropping by and she'll be telling us about all things Limerick as Limerick gear up for the first game in the Women's National League against Kilkenny on Sunday. Finally, Andy Fitzsimons caught up with Noel Murray after Shelburne announced that the forward had returned from a recent spell in Glasgow City. Delighted to be joined by Neve Reed Burke at this stage. Neve. You're coming back to the National League. Last season probably wasn't this season you expected. You must be excited, eh? Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm really excited at this stage because um, after just having like a kind of nearly probably, I'd say, a season or two of just a bit of burnout and kind of life changes that happen when you get older, um, that I kind of just got down on playing football for a while. So I took time out, went did a bit of travelling and then came back and started in um, to pre-season with P-Mount and it's just made me so excited for this weekend. Was there ever really an opportunity that you may not come back to football? Uh, yeah, I, like, I did think about it and I suppose when I had the time to reflect I had been thinking like I was playing at the top level for as long as I can remember um, probably about 15, 14, 15 when I joined like the top league which wasn't the Women's National League at the time and then in the la, it kind of the end of 2016, start of 2017, kind of I was juggling full time work with a masters and top level football, um, including international. It just was so much that I kind of got burnt out. And at that stage, I was kind of thinking, "Geez, I, I don't know, I don't know if I can do this for much longer." So I'm actually delighted I took the break, and it kind of gave me the. It, it, I realised I missed being part of a team, and I missed like the hard work that's involved in being part of a team and in football itself so that's why I'm excited to be back as well So would you say rather than when you left Shelburne midway through last season it was more of a relief for you personally rather than ex- yeah. leaving football uh, it, But again it wasn't for any bad reasons it was just for my own personal I kind of just felt that everything was kind of getting a bit too much because for, for so many years I'd been used to stre- being stretched in so many different directions but just when you get to um the different levels of what I was like working full time and doing a masters and playing international football and playing for the women's national league in which else like they're all like quite demanding and by the end of it something had to give and I thought football is the one thing that has been there for my life and stepping away for a couple of months to see if I can get the love for the game back I was I was like happy to take it that route rather than um drop out of a Masters or quit the job or anything like that so I, I suppose I was lucky in a way that I was able to fall back in love for the sport and I, that's why I'm just super excited to get back like playing and being part of a team and hopefully do some some like something really successful for P-Men Club itself Does it feel weird though considering like you would have spent a lot of your time with Rohini and then with Shelburne so a lot of the girls would have been the same does it feel different going into a different club this year? Oh, it was crazy because again, like I 
like the only seniors club I'd ever played for was Rohini Slash Shells. So that was a daunting thing, like going in as the newbie, as uh, like getting to know players, and I still am understanding their style and each individual for the way they play themselves as well. So that was really, really daunting, and it was one of the things that I was most nervous about. But I suppose when you go in and you get to know different personalities and they get to know you, it's kind of an exciting kind of time because you feel like the newbie on a team when for so many years I've been the senior person or one of the senior people with them um, but just looking like even look at the Piedmont dressing room you still now will be one of the more experienced players a lot of the girls will be quite young did they make you do any sort of initiation when you arrived <laughs> no and don't give them any ideas because, <laughs> because that's not my type of thing to be stepping out in the, in the, in, in the spotlight we seen recently, like, you were away in, down, I think it was down in Climate Crawl Park with P-Mount. Did things like that, do they help to bet in? I, I actually, I was unfortunate. I had a uh, family 60th that I couldn't attend that. So I was actually raging because it sounded like the most fun ever. And like that, they said they do that every single year for pre-season to get, like, the whole team together. And when new people come in, that they get to know each other personally as well as just as teammates. So I was raging that I missed that, but the stories that have come back sound hilarious, and I'm sure there'll be another one to, for the likes of me that weren't able to attend on that that occasion. But uh, I'm excited and kind of nervous to see what what they're like. How did the move come about? Because like coming across the opposite side of the city, it wouldn't have been something. Let's be honest, we we all knew the rumours coming out about Karen on Claire, even Noel going back to Shelburne. But the rumour yeah. about you going to Piedmont was the one that when it dropped, nobody expected it. Yeah, like I suppose for me again, I only ever played senior football for one club, as like I call it, one club, um, and kind of for me, I got to a point where I was I've concentrated a lot of my career in the last two years, and um, with that, I kind of took a back seat with the international scene. So um, when I came to it and saw that I was kind of getting burnt out with football and when I was going to take a few months off, I had the choice to kind of come back with a completely clean slate and to try and challenge challenge myself and get to know different people and a different style of football or go back and play with the girls that I grew up with. And sometimes, like, it's, it's, sometimes life it's easy to take the easy decisions, but I just decided to challenge myself in something and see it would really either make or break my, like, future career in football if I was able to go back and play and compete at another level but in the same league and that's why I kind of chose PMEG just because they have a similar like um, work ethos I suppose and they've got a great underage structure as well to support the team going forward so I think that's what kind of made my decision in the end for me and um, luckily so far it's gone really well and pre-season has been great and I'm getting back to the way that I I was confident in maybe 2015, 2016, so I'm hoping that maybe later in the season we'll have something to prove for it. It's fair to say, like, you could have really just rested on your laurels and said, I'll go back to Shelburne, and nobody would have really batted an eyelid at you. Yeah, and, and like, I, when I, like, stepped away from football, that was my my thought was that I just needed a couple of months out. I went travelling, I did things that for many years I wasn't able to because I always had the international scene and um, club level football, um, especially last season when we started playing through the summer. So we didn't have that kind of opportunity. And I just said, you know what, when I'm taking this break, I'll go and get travelling out of my system and like just kind of do things that I didn't get a chance to when I was younger. 
And my idea was to go back to Shelburne and I would have been, again, happy to do it because they're the girls I grew up with and then the new girls coming in are just bringing even more depth to what is an already strong squad. So that was my idea to go back. But then when I started thinking about my decisions and what made me become burnt out and my stage of life, I just said, you know what, I'll go back and have a clean slate and be challenged in a different way. So that's what I did. Did payment, did the management give you any promises when you signed or did you just say, work hard and I'll get your opportunities? No promises at all. Like he laid it out, the so both of them laid laid it out on the table and said, "This is the same rule for everyone, and you work hard and prove yourself, and when you get your chance, you take it." But that's the same rule across the board, and that they just go by fairness, and that's all you can ask for. So you you can't be expecting to walk into any team, especially with the levels of young young and even senior players in the league at this stage so I, that's that's all I wanted and I I kind of thrive on proving myself in every kind of aspect so I'm just hoping I can do that You would have played a lot and trained a lot with Emma Byrne at Ireland but now with Nisha McAloon being a lot younger you're sort of reversing the roles as Emma would have been the one experienced the one to mentor you where you have the opportunity to give her your sort of experiences that must be an interesting dynamic being able to work with younger goalkeepers as well to help them improve yeah. I actually have never I, I don't really think about it like that because with Nisha like she's just she's so energetic and so quick and there's so many things that I can learn from her that I don't really feel like the mentor I we have a really good working relationship and like I think that's really important when there's only two of you in the position that you don't want that kind of rivalry to be overstepping what you have as the only two people in the same position on the pitch so I don't really see it as like a mentorship or anything I just see it as two two friends and like I hope I can teach her things that like I'm, I'm learning other things from her and I'm hoping she can pick up on a few things from me and we can just push each other because if I'm pushing her and she's pushing me it's only going to benefit the team and both of us as players as well Does it help that like she's an international experienced goalkeeper as well so you, as you said like she really is going to push you because she was number one for the last two seasons and she won't want to give that up easy Yeah exactly and like she as I said like I'll push her as much as she's going to push me, but her international experience has stood her because she's the current under-19 keeper and she's doing really, really well. And she's the respect of all the players and teammates as well. And it's very, it's very obvious to see when she plays and in the dressing room and things. So, like I said, like it's only going to be good for me as a player and to give myself another challenge and a new challenge that I've, I've never experienced before. Um, so I'm just <laughs> I'm enjoying training with her and with Derek, our goalkeeper coach at the moment and again just some different kind of uh, philosophies on football that I'm seeing is helping me as a player especially now me being kind of later on in my 20s where it was like kind of like you kind of lie down and just leave it or you give it one more go and see if it works. Have you set yourself any real goals for the season or is it just going to be take it game by game and just see what opportunities come your way? To be honest like the one goal I've set myself is just to make sure that every session and every match that I go to is that I enjoy it because that's what I uh, lost like for a while and I literally just want to get the love of the game back so that's my first goal and then everything else that happens and I feel like when I when I'm happy in playing I'm more confident and then everything else kind of seems to fall into place easier then so that's pretty much my only goal for the season personally as that is considering P-Mount lost the league on the last day of the season they lost the 
the, the League Cup final and they were beating in the quarterfinals of the FAI Cup, I'd say there must be a real big buzz around the club. Everybody just wants to get going now because they've seen what could have been last year and they really want to build on it again. Yeah, and and like I suppose the team is is quite, very very strong now, and it's it's quite like there's no definite starting eleven, and everyone's pushing each other on and off the pitch, and it means that the tra- every training session you go to is is great, like and you can see how good all the players are, and um, so it is a positive thing, and I suppose we just have to channel the like energy in the right way and the um, the atmosphere. Is the right kind of atmosphere and the mentality is the right kind of mentality but we just have to like make sure that we treat every game and it, like it's the only one and then you take the next one as it comes and that's the way our approach is going to be for the season UCD up first Anya, Karen and Claire all played with UCD last year UCD would really have a point to prove when they come to Grenoble on Sunday won't oh yeah um, and I think it's great like not only for uh, Anya, Claire and Karen but also for UCD because they've gone through a, a lot of change this between last season and this season so it'll be great for their young players and some of their kind of up and coming players um, to really show themselves and the same with us as well because we've a lot of um, we've a lot of young players coming up through the ranks and that I think will make big stars in the future for Irish football but I think it's just going to be kind of trying to <laughs> like contain that giddiness nearly at the start of the season and just make sure that we put in a good performance and I'm sure it's going to be a cracker of a game anyway. Considering how the standard of football has, has risen in the last couple of years, what's the biggest difference you've noticed from when you started in the National League to now? Um, I think fitness levels because you're actively training harder in better facilities and with better coaches and everyone has been held accountable as well for themselves for their own fitness and it's not just the management that are like demanding it it's the other players you're playing with in the league because you realise you're at the top top league in the country at the moment and we're the ones that are helping the youth become future stars for the Irish team as well so I think that's mainly the big difference I've seen from the start of the Women's National League until now being your, your influence and your career choices, would you be imparting some of your wisdom that you would have learned considering you would have done a degree in sports management and then you, you've gone on to do stuff in nutrition and all that. Would you be parting your sort of knowledge on the players and helping them with things like that if they ever needed advice? Yeah, like if they come up and ask me, I've no problem. I'm being, uh, like nutrition is my passion, so I love talking about it. So whenever anybody approaches me and asks me, I'm happy to help them. But I, I don't, I don't... Uh, go on nagging them about what they're eating or anything like that because um, I'm there to be a teammate to enjoy the football and sometimes it's nice to set, step out of the work atmosphere as well you know and just have friendships on and off the pitch On the work atmosphere like what would a typical day in terms of a match day be for Neve Burke in terms of meals wise what sort of stuff would you be eating before games? Yeah so um, if you take it that it's our home games kick off at half six so you actually have loads of time to eat and <laughs> sometimes it's the best thing to do to distract yourself before a game so I usually just I have a lie on I get up I'll have a like a decent uh, uh, breakfast and then I have like my pre-match meal at about three or four o'clock and it's kind of individual but I like just having it's probably boring but I like having my baked potato with beans and scrambled egg or chicken or whatever I feel like on the day but I usually keep it simple and um, 
that's pretty much it before the game. Then I'll just top up with some carbohydrate before we in the dressing room before we go out for a warm up, just so that I'm not starving when I go onto the pitch then again. And that's pretty much it. It's it's, it's not rocket science, and it's just whatever keeps you feeling well and not too full and not hungry on the pitch when you're performing, and that keeps you focused during the game. That's all you can really look for in your pre-match meal and your like build up. Your weekend will really have to change though on Sunday, considering you're playing at two o'clock rather than playing at your normal half six. Yeah, yeah, and I think it's good because all the games will kick off all at the same time, and uh, it'll be an exciting start. And I say like the social media channels before and after, but it'll be pretty much the same. I'll just have a slightly different meal at uh, maybe like ten, eleven o'clock in the morning. Have something nice that's nutritious, and then just again have something before we we step out on the pitch to warm up and then have a nice meal afterwards again and after training just or after the match so that you're not starving then going into the new week and things so that's pretty much it it's all the basics just done well and simply people don't really see this side of football though do they they just think you're going to rock up play your game and go home like it's becoming such a big part of the football now especially considering like you look at every player they want to be the best player they can be so they're all you can see them sometimes in their chicken and broccolis. Like it's really become such a big part of football. Yeah, I suppose it's just been one of those areas that um, nobody really looked at over the years, and now I think there's a big like focus and a drive on all the aspects of uh, being a player, whether it's even team sport or uh, an individual athlete. Like it's just something that's come to the forefront, and it is big, big part. Um, whether you're injured or recovery, or even like carb loading or pre-match and um, it is a necessity and I think it's great that people are paying more attention now and it is just those little differences can make a huge impact for your team or if it's your individual race event or whatever it is so um, there is a lot to learn and I still think that um, there's probably not a like enough of it is clear there's a lot of grey areas but again it's just good that people are talking about it trying different things to see what suits them how like how much would it be paid? I'd say like for a national league, some players might not pay as much attention. But when it comes to international, is this all just laid in front of you, and you're told this is what you have to eat, or was there was there always a freedom that sort of thing? Yeah, I suppose um, with a lot of players being playing in England and in Europe and even in the states, they'd be uh, open to other players and even to the support network that they get and they'd be given a lot of information. But it's great to see that other girls just take a natural shine to it and want to know what's good for them and like want to know what's the best thing to do for them to recover and to perform the best they can, can. So it's a lot. It's that way a lot of the time. And then now in the recent years, and I know I'm not in with the setup at the moment, and maybe I will be in the future, but um, up until 2017, there was still, that you could see the entrance of all these kind of sports science supports coming in. Um, which is obviously well needed because not everybody is um, knowledgeable in in that area. Like I wouldn't be as knowledgeable in other areas as well. So it is really good to see that coming through. But I think it's definitely something that needs to be driven and like kind of developed going forward, especially at international level. Is that why last year's press conference was so important? Because these sort of things that the girls got now. Yeah, and it's probably changed again since I've if, since I've left the international setup, but uh, definitely, and it was just those things that um, people didn't feel confident enough to be doing it by themselves. And um, at international level, a lot of the girls who were playing overseas would see the other countries getting this help, and they wouldn't have been afforded it. That was just 
the need and it is uh, like it is a need when you're playing international football to have those support networks because like I said not everybody is is uh, has studied or is knowledgeable in all aspects um, and nobody will will be the full package so everybody needs a bit of de- development in different areas I and mean, you just need that support network and I suppose that was one of the things that we added in is just to have the sports science support is like essential and um, it's it was they were bringing it in slowly as I was as I as I left last year, so I can only imagine it's getting better with Colin and Dean there. How how big are the aspirations still to represent your country? Like I know from watching you play over the years, one of the games that always sticks out to me was the one 0 loss away to the USA, where I probably think you, the best game you probably ever will have. How big are the ambitions still to get back into the the Irish setup? Uh, yeah, I actually think it was three nil away, three nil away. But I'll take your one nil. Um, no, uh, it, ha- it like it is in the back of my mind. But at the moment, um, last year and when I finished my masters, I said I wanted to focus on my career, and that's what I've been doing so far. And I've just started a new job in in sport and high performance sport as well. So I'm and I'm I'm happy there and getting back into football and enjoying it and building up from there. And I suppose. Establishing myself as a player with P Mount as well. They're like are my immediate thoughts. And look, if the opportunity comes again, it would be something that I would definitely think long and hard about, and it would be um, something that I'd like to do again. But at the moment, as I said, I'm just focusing on my career and getting back playing for P Mount, the new club. So I'm looking forward to it. If we were to ask you in six months' time, do you reckon we'll get to get a response that? you're happy again playing football, like you're smiling again, because that's when you really enjoy it most. You can ask me now, because I'm already smiling again. The time that I took away, um, it, it made me realise, like, you miss being part of a, like, a team, you miss having teammates, and you miss having training, if you're having a bad day in work, or uh, in studying, or whatever you're doing, and you can go to training, and the others are there to help you, and you, you just even the exercise, like, makes you smile. They're like, that's already happened for me and that's what I missed when I stepped away from football for a while and now I find myself just like being like oh Jesus will the will season just start like I just wanted to, to, to get underway and see people like the girls with Shells and see the girls with Wexford and everything and that's what I'm looking forward to so I'm already enjoying it and if it gets better in six months time I'll be delighted an interesting chat there with Neve Burke it'll be very interesting to see if she can actually regain the form that she had back in 2015 and as she rightly corrected it was actually training against the United States up next we'll be joined by Kira McNamara Kira McNamara we're only a couple of days away from the Women's National League coming back Cork must be on a real high especially after winning the FAI Cup last year yeah, I suppose it was um, it was like a dream come true really for me, um, just to be able to play in the Viva Law and then to go on and win it. Um, it was just fantastic, especially like all the hard work that we put in over last season. Like we were getting results, kind of. Uh, we were really we were getting a bit of momentum, but not as much as we like. And then to get a good cup run like that was just fantastic. And hopefully now we can just um, it, it like winning that last year will just give us an extra bit of more more of an incentive, I suppose, and more of a hunger for it this year. So. Yeah, hopefully we can kind of what we finished on last year into the start of this season. I think it was probably one of the hardest cup finals for you to win in terms of you played UCD, you played Shelbourne, or sorry, you played UCD, Wexford, and you played P-Mount, three games on a bounce. It's probably one of the hardest ones to win. Yeah, I suppose when, like, we kind of went into the P-Mount game, we said, look, they were kind of close, like, they beat us during the year. We kind of knew we were close enough, like, and um, I suppose winning that game, we just like, God, we think we can really kind of go now because we'd, 
we, when we found out that we'd Wexford, we, we were kind of like quietly kind of confident, I suppose, well, you know, because we'd already beaten Wexford in the season, like, so you were like, God, we might be able to do this, and then in the way that we did, what was it, God, I can't remember the score, was it 3-0 yeah. or something like that, but it was just fantastic, and then to, like, go on to beat UCD, who we never beat before, I suppose, was just brilliant, but I knew, like, the work we were putting in and stuff like that, the, like, once we kicked in the day, we just, it was just brilliant for us, really. What was that moment like, just to lift the trophy in the Aviva Stadium? I know some of the, a lot of the Cork City men's fans were starting to flow flow in at that stage. Like to actually lift the trophy must have been a surreal moment for you. Yeah, it was. Like I don't know, I can't really explain it. Like it was kind of like a rush of emotions. I was laughing one minute, I was crying the next. Uh, it was just unbelievable. And then, like kind of towards the end of the match, I always remember there was some. As you said, some of the Cork City lads, like uh, the the fans coming in, and they were kind of like. like come on city or whatever and that just gave an extra bit of kind of like bit of energy that you didn't know you had and just to lift that then and to bring the cup over to like your mom, your dad like all the people who have come to the matches all year and like all the local clubs who travelled up it was just absolutely brilliant and for all the girls just to kind of like show off like the hard work it really paid off in the day thankfully The club really showed off the FAI Cup though after didn't they? They really made an effort to get out and then show it to all the local girls teams and really push look this is what Cork have achieved you could do this next yeah I know they did in fairness and like the men as well like most of the they went to we went to as well which was absolutely fantastic and the fact that they won the league and the cup this year just just gave us that little bit more publicity that we probably we mightn't have got if we just won it on our own you know but um, no it was fantastic that we were able to go around to like your own club that I played for the, the school that I went to and kind of go look I've been you know I suppose Cork didn't really have the greatest of histories I say in the last couple of years or whatever but just kind of turn around and be like look we've done this you know what more can we you know we can do a lot more hopefully if we just keep our heads down and keep pushing you know does that really make the hard work considering like you look at the dark days where it was you might win one game two games a season and then to actually get on to what you've done in the last couple of years under Frank does that make it more satisfying because you've seen how much hard work the club have put in and they're actually getting the rewards they deserve yeah, I thought it was especially because I one of my brothers in my fifth season, and when I came in first, my first season, I remember we we drew twice, and that like that was just unbelievable. Like, I mean, in the seasons gone by, they didn't, you know, they didn't have really great seasons. Like, they didn't get any points on the board, and just kind of like over the last year, they, we've been making little little steps each year, and like like last year was just it was brilliant for like the, the likes of myself, so Natalie, Maggie, Angie, who've been there. Natalie, Angie, Maggie have been there nearly since the start, I'd say, and it was brilliant just for them to kind of experience that moment, and they've been there through the really, really bad time, so it was that little bit sweeter, I suppose, for us, just to kind of like, you know, get that cup, get that win in front of all those people, it was just, it was brilliant. You must be delighted to be announced captain again, it was announced today, you must be delighted with that. Yeah, no, yeah, no, it was, uh, I'm delighted, it was, uh, it's, it's brilliant to be able to say you're captain such a big club like Ark City, especially you now with the merger and things like that, so, um, no, I'm delighted that uh, Frank and the lads have uh, put their fate in me again this year, so hopefully I can um, lead the girls on to bigger things this year, hopefully. But, like, I mean, the girls, they're a fantastic group. The effort and stuff they put in on on the pitch, on our team nights or whatever, and their own gym stuff and everything like that. Like, we're kind of like a family, really, I suppose, like, you know, which is uh, pretty nice, brilliant to be Catholic again, this year, thank God. We can't go without, when you mentioned the merger, we can't go without mentioning Chris Armani, who stepped down as Cork City Women's Chairman. The amount of work even people like him done, that doesn't go recognised, that goes un- unnoticed by a lot of people. Yeah, I suppose, like, even myself, no, I'll be honest, I didn't know how much work Chris, as Chris passed, 
Joe, I'm definitely going to forget people here now, but they've definitely done a lot of stuff in the background, you know, and you wouldn't, as players, I suppose you wouldn't see it day to day what they do. But, like, it was fantastic for them as well. Chris has been there since the start, I think, and just for them to kind of have that moment as well, like, in the, like all their hard work kind of paid off, you know. Um, no, they, the amount of work they do is just absolutely, or they did was absolutely phenomenal for us, and uh, we are really grateful that they stuck with us as well in the bad times as well, so really, really thankful that they did. How important is it that you actually build on what you done last season and you don't just decide that winning the Cup is great, but you actually go and build a bigger foundation again this year? No, it's it's really important. I suppose you can't really sit back and go, oh, last year was great, you know? I mean, you can't, like, you have to push on. I mean, you can't just dwell on one Cup win. I mean, you have to keep going. Like, like good teams like that will keep winning. And once you have, once you have to win in something, you get a hunger for something else. I mean, you don't want to be going out the next season and not winning anything, you know, that kind of way. So it is important that we keep our heads down and, you know, not to get too carried away, I suppose, with the FA Cup win. It was fantastic, but that was last season. We have to approach this season with the same kind of mentality that new season, uh, with Limerick coming in, new teams, new players and things like that. So we have to keep working and keep keep uh, striving towards achieving more things and greater things, hopefully. I'd say when it comes to success, that brings the opportunity where more players are wanting to look at joining your club. I'd say Frank has had a bit of a job in his hands trying to strengthen the side over the winter because have you seen even the likes of P-Mount, they've strengthened usually with three or four Irish in the Nationals. I'd say it's been all, all busy down in Cork as well. Yeah, I suppose um, no, P-Mount have made some good signs in fairness now um, and they will be a good team this year. They've always been a good team really ever since I've been in the league. Yeah, Frank has done his... Um is done his fair share I think of trying to get talking to different people and some have been successful and some have not been successful but um, I know he's brought in some like local girls now and things like that who have been played in like the, the Cork Women's League down here senior players and things like that so um, yeah hopefully now we'll have a few new faces on Sunday Just moving away from the National League for a moment I know that gets underway on Sunday but your business really starts a long time before Sunday You've an inter an intervarsity's Kelly Cup this week as well for UCC. Big week ahead. Yeah, very big week ahead. It's uh, we're playing um university, uh, Ulster University on um on Thursday. I know they beat us um in the league semi final there a couple weeks ago. It was three two. So um yeah, I know it's a big week for myself and the rest of the girls in UCC. But there's obviously the rest of the girls in the national league as well. There's loads of them playing in that intervarsities as well. So um. Yeah, no, it's going to be a busy week, but I'm looking forward to it. And if I'm not mistaken, you're also the captain of UCC, if I'm not mistaken, am I right? Yeah, no, you're right, I am, yeah. That's, like, that's a great one thing as well. Like You don't see intervarsities being handed out very very often. Like We see UCC, their men were just slightly unsuccessful against the UCD, and we've also seen them like, they push really hard. Like Even college football is on the rise as well in Ireland, isn't it? Yeah, no, this is my third year now playing with UCC, and I can honestly say the league has has improved it's got more kind of publicity and more recognition I suppose in the media and things like that and there's the kind of more more girls playing the National League that play in the College League as well so you're playing against the same faces you know so you could have maybe you could have a National League game on a Saturday or Sunday and you could be playing diff- the same girls then on a Tuesday or Wednesday you know so um, no, it's really good especially when you're in college and things like that it keeps you tipping over you know during the winter and things like that when the National League wouldn't be on the scholarship so, uh, no it's it's good for the college league as well. The scholarship programs that are in place in a lot of colleges, they're really key to girls to helping them with development as well, aren't they? Yeah, no, they are. No, I'm lucky enough to end the this is my third year getting the Roy Keane soccer scholarship. So, um, yeah, it's handy as well to kind of get the scholarship. I mean, like you're 
you're busy. You're what am I training? You're training Monday, Wednesday, UCC, and Tuesday, Thursday, and whatever with uh, Cork City. And you obviously have your own gym stuff, things like that. And just to get a scholarship as well, it's just you kind of don't have to worry about that extra bit of money or looking for a job or things like that. You know that kind of way, kind of it kind of let's say relax a small bit. I suppose like in your downtime can be your downtime. You know, some girls might be lucky enough to get a scholarship and they could be working on top of that as well. That also so, no, it's yeah, you know, it's handy as well to get that scholarship as well. I I that, that also means that, like, your studies won't suffer as well because you're having to go out and find employment. Yeah, no, it's brilliant. Like, I mean, it could be in college from, say, what, 9 to 3 or 9 to 4 and then kind of get something to eat and you'll be nearly making your way out to training for 6 or whatever. And it just, like, when you come home, then you can actually do work or when you're free, you can do work. You're not concentrating on, oh, I have to go to work now for so many hours, I have to come back. You can afford to have more downtime and more, like, um relaxation time I suppose really it won't be an easy intervarsities to win either this week will it no no definitely not no I mean you look at Carlo there is we, we drew with them earlier on in the year and they, they really do have a top squad like you've Amanda Budden Amanda, like two senior international goalkeepers on one college team like that's that's unbelievable and then you have like Rachel Graham Roma Megan Megan Lynch and all them and then you have Ulster University who are kind of like they were kind of quietly getting their results and they kind of didn't make a big thing about it and they have a good few players as well and Galway have Lisa Castley and Shauna Fox and that so it's going to be a really competitive weekend but as I said I'm, I'm really looking forward to it now does the does the rustlers coming on board as a main sponsor does that help really grow the promotion of the league because the colleges league because a couple of years ago maybe you wouldn't have heard much about it really and now in terms of like you've seen, there's a lot more content coming out regarding the colleges league there's a lot more interviews coming out does having big brand sponsorship does that help a lot as well yeah, definitely. I suppose like if you have a big brand like Rosslers kind of promoting the girls and the lads, it's it's good because the girls feel good then because like they know like people know there's a girls competition as well, you know, and it kind of encourages more people to maybe come watch on at the weekend in Limerick or whatever, and it just kind of helps the great game grow and more people are then thinking of like going to college and playing soccer, you know, that kind of way if they're going to be recognised like this through social media and things like that so yeah it is important to have like a big back end as you said like rustlers on board to help promote the girls and the lads game as well how will you manage this weekend in terms of the likes of recovery and all because it must be hard on the body especially considering if you get a win on Thursday and you're into the final then you haven't really got long before your National League campaign starts it must be really taxing on the body and will recovery be really important yeah I know definitely I suppose coming into this week as well like both um, Frank and Blaine have been chatting as well and they've been like kind of altering our schedules and that training and stuff like that so yeah I know I suppose on the Thursday like depending what way the game goes they'll obviously be full of adrenaline or I'll be kind of disappointed but hopefully it'll be full of adrenaline but I suppose like plenty of foam rolling ice baths things like that same will go for like Friday and stuff like that after our match Friday just plenty of stress and plenty of like recovery really I suppose and then Saturday will just be a chill out day and get the fluids get the right fluids back into you and just prepare again for Sunday does it help having management teams like considering your UCC management and your Cork management who actually speak to each other? Like we see with UCD, I know they weren't successful this year in the women's soccer and the colleges, but Derek is involved with the UCD Waves and he's involved with the college team. Does it help to have that sort of link that they'll talk to each other and it means that you're not getting burned out all the time? Yeah, no, it does. I suppose like there is times when like the schedules will clash. You know, like I mean, we could have a college game and then we could have you know a training session before a big match then with Cork City you know at the weekend so no Blaine and Frank would be in contact now alright and just they kind of see they touch base with us as well like they'd be like how are you feeling tonight look we're going to take a handy you can do this while other girls do something else you know but it is it is really helpful because 
that's another worry then off my mind I honestly be thinking oh I've talked to Frank oh I've talked to Bain oh I wonder like because being on scholarship as well like it's hard to say no to college but yes being captain about then it's you can't really choose do you know what I mean so like it, it is really important that they do talk and it kind of lets lets us like think about football as opposed to worrying about like will they get you know will they get odds or whatever for not coming training you know the last time you travelled to Galway was a Thursday night. You must be happy that you're not having to go midweek again this time and you're off you're off on a Sunday trip. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm mean, to be perfectly honest. Um that trip to Galway that Thursday was it's it's a long it's a long trip like to Galway. Um um yeah, it is tiring because like, most of us had probably college on the Wednesday, maybe college early on the Thursday morning and then to go do that travel and then you know, college again on the Friday. Now, some girls are working as well. Like, our management team are all working, like, so they have to get time off work and go back into work then the next day, you know. So, I think midweek games are kind of a tough one, really, you know. Um, it's hard for girls and it's hard for management as well to kind of do their normal working week and then to have travel like this during the weekend, you know, or during the week, I should say. Like, the weekend games are much, much better for everyone, I suppose, really. We've also got an eight team, an eight team this year, must be great to have another Munster side in the league. Yeah, I'm looking forward to a Munster there. We know they're actually our, our second game actually this season, so that should be good. No, it's, it's brilliant for the league as well to have like eight teams because like last year there was seven, and like you could have, you know, you could be unlucky to kind of get your we say your free week after the two weeks of international breaks. You could you could go out a game for three weeks, and it's hard if you're trying to build momentum and build kind of belief in the squad. Like you could have really good couple of games, and then you might not have a game for three weeks. You know. Yeah. But it is brilliant out that Limerick as well to have another team in the league, you know. And they would have had good teams in Gainer Cups when I played in Gainer Cup. They would have had Limerick County, Limerick City. They would have had good teams as well. So, no, it should be interesting to see how they get on this year. And also, no uni- World University Games to dis- to, as a distraction this year as well. Yeah, I know. Um, last year in Taiwan was, to go to Taiwan last year was absolutely brilliant. I um, It was a great, great experience, I have to say, especially with the myself, Katie, Eve and Amanda. If we from Cork City going on the going on the trip as well, which is which was nice. Does people in Cork like we've seen in recent years you're getting more recognition in terms of players being called up to squads and players being involved in international training sessions and stuff like that. That must be the most pleasing thing now for Cork in terms of that players are actually getting recognised, whereas years gone by, as you said, the hard times, players might have looked at Cork and he said it's it's just it's not it's a hard place in terms of you're not getting results but now to actually be recognised for your success as well must be pleasing yeah no it is definitely it is. you have you have Amanda and you have Ava and Zara who are what 15 you know they're still coming to us when they're 16, 17 you know and it's it's brilliant as well that the younger girls in Cork can look and kind of go hold on if I go to play for Cork City I could be called into Collins next squad you know I could be called into the 19, 17s whatever like before, girls would be kind of reluctant I suppose, to go to Cork City. They're probably going, I don't want to go to them. They're getting beat. They're not getting results. You know, I suppose a negative mindset. But now it's more positive kind of thing attached to Cork City, you know. And it, hopefully it'll draw kind of more younger girls in and help us kind of get better, I suppose, and grow as a club as well. Now that we've seen like a full merger between the clubs, would you love to play a Turner's Cross this season for a couple of games? I would love to play a Turner's Cross, I suppose, but... It, I suppose it just comes down to the management of Turns Cross. Like, I mean, the men's games, there's obviously, they obviously have other things on or whatever in, in Turns Cross. But look, sure, we'll, we'll hope anyway. You never know what can happen down the line, I suppose. 
It's definitely going to be a very busy week for Kira McNamara and every other women's national league player taking part in the Kelly Cup and all the other intervarsity competitions taking place in the UL this week. We wish all the competitors the very best of luck and hopefully they all come through unscathed and can play in the national league on Saturday. Up next, it's Ashlyn Meany. Ashlyn Meany, we're only a couple of days away from the start of the women's national league. Are you excited to get going again? We've had a really good pre-season, we've been training away for a good while now and there's been new signings and so there's real excitement around the camp and we're really excited to get going on Sunday and uh, hopefully we can get um, our first win of the league. Last season was a bit of a change for Galway in terms of that Billy Cleary came in, it was his first season. How do you think the team adapted to him? Because it, it seemed to take a bit of time. Yeah, I think um, it did take a bit of time at the start but... Um, the longer it went on, I think we started to gel more together and um, it was kind of towards the end of the season that we kind of got together more as a team. So um, I think going into this season now, we, um, we're we used to him now, we know his ways and uh, he's been doing a great job with us, so um, I, I, it's looking positive for the season ahead. There's a lot of youth within Galway this year, like we've seen the likes of Lucia Labatu, there's a lot, and yourself included, there's a lot of young players there this year, so they're, like, they're all hungry and fresh and raring to go. Yeah, I think I think it's great though, because it brings that um, energy to the team, and um, it gets um, everyone fighting for their spot on the team as well, so um, I think that's a really good thing to have in the squad, because uh, a, there's an intensity there at training, and uh, everybody's pushing to get a certain position, so... It's, uh, it's really good. Like last season we've seen, you possibly wouldn't have got some of the results you deserved, in particular the game away to Piemont where you lost 4-1 and you were 1-0 up. Um, you yeah. look at the, the Shield final against UCD, you had chances in that. Like It just shows that with this bit more time for this team together, you'll get that over the line that the games where you're maybe losing where you shouldn't have lost, you'll actually get them sort of results then with a bit more time together. No better way to start though, is it with a home game against Cork? Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's great. I'm, I'm so excited for this game now, especially for being at home because they honour our own home ground now. I think we need to go out and get a win and start the season off right. Last season you beat Piemont, UCD, and you drew with Shelbourne in Eamon DC Park. Is it important that you make Eamon DC Park a really hard place for teams to come? Yeah, absolutely. Um, we got together and we decided that one of our main goals for this season was that we would make it very hard for teams to win against us at home. And I think that's one of the most important things as a team because we need to be winning our games at home and it's, it's a great feeling when you achieve that. We've seen like in recent weeks, in recent, sorry, over the last week, the weather hasn't really helped with teams in terms of pre-season. I've seen also during pre-season that there was bits of flooding around Galway. Has it been hard to sort of overcome them little obstacles or is it just been really yeah. adapting? I suppose those little things are they're annoying, but like a good, team will, a, a good team will find a way around those. And we did we did um, miss out on a few sessions on the pitch, but we got... We got um, we did get together and we did some indoor sessions, which was good. It kept us kicking over. So um, I think it, it just shows that we can we can do stuff together when, when times are tough and it's those little obstacles that you overcome. It'll 
pushed you on as a team. I spoke to Billy during the off-season, and one thing he emphasised to me was that players were going to be put on the likes of gym programmes. How much has that sort of benefited? Because, like, you see seen when you're on these sort of programmes, you're working hard, you're working off the field. How much does that benefit your game? Um, oh, it's, it's massive. Through the pre-season now, we've been on uh, gym programmes, and you can see that it has benefited each and every player. Like, even for myself, I know I'm I'm stronger, and the fitness has upped as well. It's, it's a massive part of the game nowadays, and... I think it's going to really stand to us now for the season ahead because we've we've had a really good pre-season and it's um yeah it's it's looking positive. We've seen more and more players now who possibly wouldn't have you know, come to Galway. They would have looked to come to Dublin. We've seen in the years when Lisa Castley first came to Dublin for the year, Heather Payne has gone to play in Dublin. But now players are actually starting to pick Galway because they like what's happening in Galway. Like you look at Chloe Singleton, she wasn't really mm. getting a look in a P-Mount, then she decided to go to Galway and she's probably excelled since she come down to you. Yeah, no, no, definitely. I think especially with the younger players that the, the standard is pushing on all the time and like, we have uh, we have the facilities now, like the likes of um, the <coughs> the gym the gym program we're on, and we have the pitch sessions sessions every week. And the because the standard is always getting higher and higher, players want to play with us now, and it's it's great that we have the local players there as well. That we don't need to be traveling long distances just to be training or whatever. So it's brilliant that we have the talent here in Galway is the underage league of Ireland that's coming in in the summer is that probably one of the most important things for Galway because you look at there's not many actual clubs for players when they finish playing Gainer Cup it's straight into National League or else they get occupied by other sports could that be one of the key things for Galway in terms of you'll be able to catch these younger players instead of losing them yeah absolutely because once those players finish in Gainer Cup it's a massive step up into senior National League so there's a, a big gap there and once they finish in Gainer Cup, I think that's the right time to be catching those young players because that's where they that's where they can be developed and um, they could be they, that's where they get ready for the senior national league. So it's it's a massive improvement for soccer in Ireland, I think, and it's it'll do work wonders in Galway here because the, there's so much talent coming through from that age. We we seem with the likes of yourself, you come into the Galway team quite young. Was it slightly intimidating that you haven't made such a big jump, whereas maybe that sort of league would have benefited even for the likes of yourself? Yeah, yeah, I, I, I think so. At, at the beginning, it was definitely a big step for me because I was playing with players who were a good few years older than me, and I trying to adapt to that. Even, even in terms of strength, like it, you were, you could see that we, were, um, the younger players and older players, are on different levels. But I suppose. The more I trained with the team and the more I said with them, it, um, I adapted to that. So it, it was a little intimidating at first, but um, I'm just really enjoying it now at the moment and loving it. <laughs> it's fair to say that last season was probably your best season in the National League. You had some excellent displays and you were really rewarded for that when you were first. You were, you were involved with Colin Bell's home-based training sessions and then to be actually called up for your first senior international cap, like that's a huge achievement at only 19. Yeah, I was no. That was I was absolutely delighted and honoured to get the opportunity to play in that squad, and it, it it was just one massive learning experience for me. I I took so much away from it, and um, it was yeah, it was such a great experience. Like just bringing back all the things I've learned to the Galway team, and now that I have that experience behind me, <clears throat> I'm really looking forward to this season now because I have I have new things learned, and I'm just re- ready to show what I've learned out on the pitch now.
What was the emotion like when you actually got the call to say, listen, you're in the squad to travel to play Portugal away in two friendlies? What was the emotions like? Oh, I was absolutely delighted. I telling all my friends and family and they were all delighted for me as well. So it was a, it just felt like a huge achievement and um, I was just so excited to go and experience something new and it was it was different playing up at the senior level. It was completely different to the underage, but uh, it was an amazing opportunity. Did you actually think, although you went on that trip, did you think you would have got your first cap or did you think you were just possibly there maybe to get a little bit of experience? Yeah, um, at first going in, I thought even just to be there was amazing. Like even training with them, seeing what the training routine was like and all that. So when I was told that I was starting, I was I was over the moon and I just knew I had to grab this opportunity with two hands and make the most of it. Does that really want you to push on more for yourself this year? That You've had that little bit of a taste you really want yeah. to see what it's like in terms of even getting into the competitive squads. Yeah, absolutely, because I've had a taster for it now. It's it's uh, driving me on to try um get onto those squads in the future because it's um I it's it, it's a great opportunity to develop myself more as a player and uh it they're amazing experiences. So um that's that's what I'm hoping to do anyway to push on. If you were to pick one thing that you learned from that whole experience, what would be the one thing that you take away from that experience with Ireland? I suppose the one thing I take away from it is uh, learning to deal with the pressure, I suppose, at those um, international games, um, keeping your composure in those situations and uh, keeping your cool and keeping to the basics as well, <laughs> not getting um, carried away with the situation and uh, not um, crumbling under the pressure. So those... That was probably the biggest thing for me when I went away with them. Did you get to keep the jersey? I did, yeah. I was delighted to keep it. <laughs> well, I'd say there's, I'd say there's a bit of an old um, fight nearly for the jersey. I'd say certain family members want it, and then yeah, I oh, know I'll uh, try hold on to that now for as long as I can. <laughs> like, it's, it's a special memento, even just to have, like yeah. because like I uh, know, yeah, I know. It's it's nice to look back on it, and it, it's, a, it's a nice to remember the experience. Just looking at Galway again. Have you set yourselves any real ambitions for the season or is it just important that you just take it one game at a time? I think there was a few things we set out and the main ones are really that um, we definitely don't want to concede as much as we did last year. Um, like I mentioned already, making it difficult for teams to to beat us when we're playing at home and um, just to generally keep that... Um, tightness um, and commitment in the squad I think if we have those three main things I think we'll be serious competitors in the league you also have now a local derby brought in you lost that a couple of years ago when Castle Bar come out now you've Limerick yeah. back in again that adds a bit of an extra buzz to the whole thing as well doesn't it yeah definitely I think it's great now that there's a team in uh, Limerick because it does um, add that bit of an edge to the league as well and it's, it's exciting so uh it just makes it more enjoyable to play as well. So I'm really looking forward to playing against them too. One of the most enjoyable things must be having no more bye weeks. No more what weeks? No more bye weeks where one team sits out. Yeah, exactly. I know, yeah. Having that extra team it means we can be playing nearly every week now. And that's what players want to be doing. They want to be playing every week. So it's brilliant. Cork was one of the, their teams that you, you, you struggled to get results off last year. Is that is there any extra motivation going into that game that you see what they've done in terms of winning the cup final? And you want to right the right the wrongs right this time because like you've seen games where last season you had chances against them but you just couldn't get over the line. Yeah, I think that's always going to be at the back of our minds. 
better, like the results from last year. So I think it, that adds that bit of intensity to um, getting getting the win against them on Sunday. So um, yeah, I, we, I think we all want to go out there and win it, just because I, I think there should have been results from last year that we should have won, and I think we deserve to win it as well. So it's. I'm really looking forward to this game now on Sunday. I know, I know Galway finished second bottom last year, but you have to be really aiming for a top four finish this season, surely. Yeah, absolutely. That's that's one of our aims as well. We we want to be up at the top, and I, I don't think we'll settle for anything less than that. So that's what we're aiming for this year. It'll be very interesting to see how Galway get on this season. I'm sure they'll work very hard on the off-season with Billy Cleary. And it's great to see Ashlyn getting her first international cap. It was truly deserved. She actually was fantastic last season and hopefully she can build on it again because Galway could have a really good season. There were a lot of young players, youth, plus a little bit of experience with the likes of Maeve the Burger. So it's an interesting blend and they'll really want to make a few statements this season, especially starting off with Cork at the weekend. Trish Fanley, would you have expected this time last year considering the season you had last year that you'd be back in the National League again? Um, no to be honest um, kind of last year I suppose I kind of fell out of love with the game and uh, kind of decided to take a break from it um, but I suppose having the break away from it then just makes you realise how much you miss it and I started to miss playing so when the opportunity came to get back involved um, it was kind of an easy decision was it even harder considering your husband is actually a League of Ireland footballer and you'd watch him on a regular basis? Um, I suppose, yeah, it makes it harder because you're travelling to all his games and you're watching him and then you're kind of, you know, it, it, it was, yeah, it makes you miss the game a lot more because you're around it all the time. What made what made you choose Limerick when Limerick came asking? They rang me, to be honest, and um, just after having a chat with him and kind of seeing the direction that the club was going to go in and stuff like that. Um, also the fact that it was a lot closer to home it's only an hour and a half down the road so it makes it easier travel ways or training and, and stuff like that so it, it was just an easy decision after having a good chat with him and realising his aim for the club etc With Limerick coming into the league it also adds a little bit of history in terms of the Fennelly family your brother would also play for Limerick as well so like you'd be hoping that you can have the sort of legacy that he would have had with Limerick <laughs> That was a long time ago now, but yeah, um, it was like we've always been a big football family anyway. So, um, and yeah, he did a key place for Limerick a good couple of years back now. But uh, hopefully, I can, you know, I can, I can do well for the club, and I'm looking forward to the season ahead. How have you found pre-season being back with Limerick? It's a new team, obviously. They were announced late that they were coming into the league, but they were doing work behind the scenes. How have you found the whole adjustments in Limerick? How's the how's the pre-season been? To be honest, it's been fantastic. Um, it's, it's, a, it's a new team, obviously. Um, a lot of new players, a lot of young players. Um, there's a few experienced players involved there. So um, everyone seems to be gelling quite well. Um, and, and, you know, as well, with having the younger players coming through, um, there's actually some very talented players there. So it'll be an interesting season. Uh, but I, I think we'll do well. Like you, you say, you speak about experienced players. Like you see some of the players that we have seen in, in photos that graphs have come out. The likes of Sylvia G, even Mary Curtin. Like they're two players with loads of experience in the league. Oh, massive experience, and, and and that's why you know players like that is what the club really needs because it's going to help the younger players coming through. Like you'd have a lot of players who like it might be their first year playing national league, so having that likes of experience to talk them through the games and just help them to get used to the pace of the game etc is, is huge for the younger players so um, as well it's even huge just 
for the team just to have that experience in it. Like Mary Curtin has Irish caps galore, like so she's just fantastic. Even Sylvia G, I think, is capped by Ireland as well, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, like, Sylvia has huge experience. Like, I mean, Sylvia's been around the league since it started. Again, she's fantastic with the, the younger players, you know, just talking to them, encouragement, all that sort of stuff. It's, it's, it's brilliant. How have you found, in terms of, like, the management side of Limerick? It's, it's a new management team. They wouldn't have really had much women's National League experience, although they would have had experience away from it. How have you found the management team to deal with? Yeah, um... I couldn't complain. They're again they're full of encouragement for the players. They they have basically like they've sat down with all the players, told them their goals, like where they intend for the club to go. And um, obviously this season is gonna be a learning curve for a lot of players, it's gonna be a learning curve for the management as you say, but they're well prepared and like they know the game, they know what they're talking about, they know the players, they they've done their homework like so um we'll be well, we'll be well prepared. Has there been much of an interaction between the men's and the women's side of Limerick FC? Um, yeah, well, I mean, the, the the men's side have given us their full backing. Just all you have to do is look at our facilities. Like, we're training at UL, full access to a strength and conditioning coach, physio. Like, before each uh, session, we train in the gym in UL, fantastic pitches. Um, so, like, you can't really complain. Like, everything's been top-notch. Well, your first game of the season, it's a home game as well. It's a nice way to start, isn't it, against Kilkenny, considering you could have been on the road to possibly Peamount or even Shelburne. It's nice to get a home game to start with. Yeah, it's, it's lovely, always. I mean, no matter what club you play for, it's always fantastic to, to start at home. And as well for Limerick, who would have been their first game in the National League, um, hopefully that there will be a huge crowd coming to support them. Um, because it's obviously it, it's a big deal for the club it's a big deal for all the girls that are involved especially like you look at some of the girls who are involved like they would have had to go to the likes of Cork Galway to get game time in recent seasons it's nice for them to have the opportunity to actually just stay at the home club rather than have to travel to different counties to get football oh it's, it's fantastic I mean anyone who, who has played in the National League and has played with their home club knows how much it means to play for their home club and um, so for these girls to actually have that chance and not have to be travelling it's fantastic it's like it's huge for Limerick so, and it's huge for the girls that are from Limerick even the fact that like they're going to have an under 17s team in a couple of year in a couple of months when the under 17s league starts that are really they're going to build foundations like it could be something that it's a real long term project even though you're from Cork you can even see that the likes of Limerick it really needs women's football oh, hugely like uh, I, I think if you just sit down and actually look at it properly, a lot of the clubs should be getting involved in women's football. But for Limerick, like like Limerick have always been, there's always been strong players come out of Limerick. So now for the girls to actually be able to play for their hometown is fantastic. And again, like the, the start of the under 17 league is only pushing women's soccer higher and higher. Like so, it's it, it's fantastic. With, with the game being against Kilkenny on Sunday, is there any really is are you excited? Are you nervous or what is it like because you would have played for Kilkenny as well so it was and you would have seen like the times they had their struggles as well is there any nerves or is it just raring to go um, well, to be honest like there's always a slight little bit of nerves but it's more excitement than anything and just to be honest I'm looking forward to getting back on the pitch I missed it a lot last year when I took the time out and for me now it's just about going out there and playing as, as well as I can for Limerick Knowing you on a personal level, one thing I always noticed, known about you is that like you don't always ask for promises off managers. You you want to work hard to get your place. Has there been any sort of reassurances for Limerick, or were you just told if you work hard, you'll get your opportunities? No, it's just basically like there, there's myself and there's Karen. 
down there and basically whoever's performing is going to play. So for me, it's just about going down there, working hard, working for my place, making sure that if, if, if I'm certain that I'll actually go in there and do a good job. Is it important that you enjoy your football this season? Yeah, I think for me, like especially after taking the break and kind of needing the break, to be honest, because I wasn't enjoying it anymore. This year, it's something that I just, I just want to do. I just want to really go back and enjoy playing the game. And I think that's what it's all about, really. It's about just enjoying it. Obviously, you know, we, we want to be competitive and, and I want to be going out and performing as well as I can. But I'm just looking forward to just getting back on the pitch and just really enjoying the game again. It's fair to say, like, you could have walked away after you took the break and nobody would have really said much to you. But it, it, it's just a testament to you that you want to come back again and actually try it again and not really give up. You want to actually have that success at the National League that you've always craved. Yeah, it's... Um, I suppose, like as I say, for me coming from a big footballing family, like and and with Paul and everything, like you know, he's always been pushing me to get back playing. Like no, not pushing me as in, you know, like he says to me, it's, it's up to myself. But he always felt that I shouldn't walk away from it. And just to have people behind you, just kind of pushing you that way as well. It just made me want to get back involved. And I'm looking forward to it now. To be honest, I can't wait for Sunday. Like we've seen Paul as the captain now of Cove Ramblers. Will he be doing stuff with you again? Like we've seen he was with Cork where he was working with you towards the goalkeeping coach and Thursday. Will Paul be involved again or will he just be watching out on the sideline this time? Um, well, we, we have a goalkeeping coach below now, uh, John Paul, and he's actually he's fantastic. I think he's at every training session, every game with us. But uh, but yeah, like obviously Paul is up there as well um, because you know you want to be as sharp as you can. So any chance I get I'd be pulling them aside to do a little bit extra with me we've seen that was something that you may not have had in seasons gone by it's nice to actually have a, a regular goalkeeping coach instead of having to rely on other people to do it for you yeah exactly like that's what I'm saying like everything is top notch down there since I've been down there like I can't like I couldn't complain about one thing like very professional as they say your strength and conditioning physio at every training session every game goalkeeping coach you know they're, they're looking to go in the right direction the one thing we the one thing we can only really gauge Limerick on at the moment is a three one defeat to Galway in pre season. Would you learn an awful lot from that game? Yeah, um I mean obviously I suppose some of the girls it was their first game against the League of Ireland side. You know, there was a couple of nerves going out in the first half. But in the second half, um we were we were a different side, like we were very strong defensively. The girls started to get a bit more confident. You know, like we played well. We obviously we you know, we made a few mistakes, we learned. But that's what it's all about. And, like, we, we actually played quite well again. It's a hard, like, to judge how pre-season has been in terms of... Because sometimes you're playing against boys' sides, sometimes you're playing against college teams, whereas the intensity mightn't be as high in terms of you're playing against a college side to where if you're playing a national league game. Is it hard to judge or is it is it easy to judge where you are at the moment? You know, I suppose for, for any team, really, because all the teams now have new signings, etc., it's hard to judge where anyone is going to be. But I think the first couple of games, you know, just about, I suppose, for teams just getting into it. Um, and after that, then I suppose it will tell. But, like, we're, we're, we're pretty strong. Like, we, we know, like, Dave's kind of drilled into us what way he wants us to play. So we'll be well prepared and we kind of know what's expected of us. So we should, we should, we should surprise a few people, hopefully. Like, for you, yourself, your first two games against two of your old, old clubs, First up to Kenya and then you're away to Cork. It's it's quite a difficult start then if you include Wexford and UCD straight after. Like there's no real easy games in this league anymore, is there? No, there's no easy games anymore. Um 
and the thing is like this is the reason why you want to play in National League you want to play against the best and for me anyway growing up that's all I ever wanted to do was to play against the best so for any young player aspiring to play football like but this is the aim this is where you want to be playing National League and you want to be playing against the likes of Cork, Wexford, Shells, you know what I mean? You want to be playing against the top players and, and this is how you improve and how you learn. One of the big things from this season is that we actually have eight teams, so there's no team on a bye week every every other week. That must be one of the best things as a player, where in terms of you could have an international break and you also have your bye week, which means you could go a month without a game. That must be the best thing to actually know that when there's rounds of fixtures scheduled that all eight teams are going to play. Yeah, well, I mean, that's what you want. Like, you want continuity. I suppose, like, this is my... This will be going into my fifth year playing in the National League and like I suppose if I look back at the last couple of years you could go three, three and a half weeks without a game and if you've kind of built up any momentum then it's kind of slowing you down again so it, 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 it's it's much better set up to say that teams are going to have regular games every week and not big breaks Like Neverett Burke who's also coming back after a short break you really wish both herself and Trish Fanning the very best of luck as they make their returns the weekend if they're both selected it'll be interesting to see how Limerick get on they start off with Kenny Kenny have really tried to straighten during the off season so it'll be an interesting game we'll really see what they're about in the next couple of weeks because they don't really have an easy start as we said there's no easy games so it's going to be really back to the wall and it'll be interesting to see if they can actually come out firing and get an early result because that could really send the confidence on the way yeah. Anyway, Noel, uh, great news coming out of Talca Park today and the club have officially announced that you've resigned for the for the team. Um, you're now officially part of the Red Army. How excited are you to be back pulling on the red jersey again? Yeah, I'm actually uh, delighted to be home playing back with the girls I've grown up playing with even through the Rohini days and before we came before we became shells and it's just kind of good to be back with the the group of girls that like I know how to play with and I know how good they are to play and stuff. So yeah. That's good that you're back today. Did, did Glasgow Tall offer you a new contract and like what made your mind up to come back? Yeah, well, Glasgow's a great experience. And, like I really had really enjoyed it being over in Glasgow, enjoyed everything about it. And we did talk about staying for another year and stuff, but I just kind of took a while to think about it. And Shells obviously asked me to come home and they wanted to like build, um, do better than what they done last year with the team and stuff. So I just thought it was time to come home and come back to Shells. Good. So obviously you had you had a good experience. So you, you, would you recommend for for the players going over in the future if you had the chance? Oh yeah, definitely. Think anyone who's offered to go abroad, take it up. It's it's a great experience to get to play with different players that you don't play with here. Different standards, different everything really. So I definitely recommend that the younger players who are coming up and they're getting offered to go abroad to definitely go abroad. It's actually great to hear now this year that uh, both Shells men's and women are playing in Talca Park. Now, is that a sign, would you say, that the, the women's team, how, how far women's football has come along in this country? Because not only us, ourselves, sorry, Cork, Galway and Wexford are also playing in, their, in the main stadiums. Yeah, I definitely think it's a big step in women's football to be allowed to play out of the men's stadium. And Talca's a really good ground and I think we actually play really well on Talca, so it'll be good to get a good few games in this year of Talca. Well, as you mentioned, Wexford there, uh, your first game now is in three weeks away to Wexford. How, how much are you looking forward to that to start the season off? Yeah, I'm kind of glad it's uh, it's, it's going to be like a really tough game. Wexford have always been a, a tough opposition when we played them. It's always been really tight games and stuff, so I think it'd be a great game to get us going, especially first game of the season. Grand. And just uh, last season now probably wasn't the best season for the girls, but this is a new season. And what's the morale like in the dressing room now as we approach the start? Yeah, well, I think we've got a really great squad. We've got a really great coach and training, and everything's going really well. So I think we're going to 
we're going to obviously wanting to win everything this year so hopefully we can get a few trophies back this year that's what I mean. the last the last time actually you played for Shells you actually won the treble and yourself got senior player of the year Liam was junior player of the year this year with the new signings and with everything going on in the club realistically what would, what would the club's aim be this year? Well I think every club's aim is to go and win what you can so hopefully we can especially the league because you get Champions League out there so hopefully we go on and win the league and the Cups are just as important as the league so hopefully we want to win everything <laughs> Yeah exactly as of uh, last month now, there's actually eight teams in the National League. Is that, a, is that a good sign that maybe the women's football is in Ireland? It's grown in Ireland at the moment. Yeah, definitely. It's also really good for, usually a team is idle every week, which is means they kind of have to train over. But now that everyone will be playing every week, and the more the better in the league, I suppose. Yeah, exactly. At the moment now, you currently coach for in DCU for their soccer team. Um, maybe when you finish in a few years' time, would you see yourself going into coaching, maybe not at this level or senior levels, but at a junior level maybe to start off? Yeah, well, I think kind of everyone who either plays goes into coaching and does something along the lines of football. You're not just going to give it up completely out of your life after playing it for so long. So hopefully go on and do a couple of more coaching badges and go into a fully. And um, what, what badges have you got at the moment? Um, I just have me kicksets. You have them at yeah, start. Just That's a few good. of them, yeah. Well, unfortunately, Noel, this is the last question, so I know you hate them, but mm. quick questions on your teammates. You have a couple of seconds to go. Yeah. Who is the best dancer? Quick, quick, quick. Rachel Graham. Worst dancer? Pearl. Who's the biggest joker on the team? Me. Fastest player? Leanne Kane. Slowest player? Amanda McQuillan. <laughs> <laughs> Who loves themselves? Uh, Tegan. <laughs> who, who takes the longest in the shower? Um, Lynn Craven. Does she? Yep. Well, brilliant. Noel, thanks very much for talking to us. Uh, good luck next week or in two weeks' time against Wexford and best luck for the whole season. Thank you. I, for one, can't wait to see Noel back in the Women's National League. I've been calling for her to get Ireland recognition in recent seasons because she's been absolutely superb. She was scoring a lot of goals in Glasgow as well. And the fact that Shelburne have now made a captain as well, it's a real incentive for her. And I think she's going to light up the Women's National League once again. Unfortunately, folks, that's all I've got time for this week. Just a reminder that all four fixtures this weekend are actually going to be played on Sunday at 2 o'clock. Up first, we've got Limerick against Kilkenny, Piedmont hosting UCD Waves, Galway hosting Cork, while Wexford Youths host Shelbourne and Ferry Carrick Park. Thanks for listening.